feel like I'm making Saudi in a past life. Yo guys, make sure to check out Jeff Plane's new single, Mamacita. You can listen to it on all streaming platforms. If you guys want more music from him and stick to everything he's doing, definitely give him a follow on all social media platforms at Jet Plane the JJ. Go check out his music, it's definitely a vibe. If you want new music for your playlist, check out my boy Jet Plane and stick to everything with him and his music. Winner Circle Podcast here live again with another episode with another special entrepreneur in the DMV area. So we had the pleasure of hosting Miss Money Monet. How you doing today? Good, good, good. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. So, you know, if you can introduce the audience to your brand and tell us a little bit about yourself. I bet. So um, my name is Jonah Monet, um, but I go by Money Monet. I am an artist, entrepreneur, um, forex, forex investor creative um just just a, a a spirit of being here trying to spread um positivity knowledge wisdom and understanding hey that's lit hey. that's lit so uh if you can tell us a little bit about you know how money money got started like yeah. what is it about what is it exactly that you do so um my my middle name for real is monet and um, that always came from the artistry. Um, I guess my parent, my, my aunt actually gave me that middle name, but I guess they knew I was going to be creative before I came out the womb. Um, and as a child, it, my parents used to always joke that I used to eat money. Like I would try to chew on dollars and coins and stuff. Like I would always try to be around money. So, Hello, I like money. So as a personal, that was always a little joke inside of my family. Like they called me money. Um, and then... Uh, as I started getting into Forex and learning about investing in the financial market, the they started calling me Monet. So it was just like Money Monet, and that's where it came from, and, and I've been running with it since then. That's nice. So how are you able to, I guess, monetize yourself, you know, being as though you're an artist, you're making music, and I know painting itself takes a lot of fucking time. Yeah, what? And then you got to get into tap into the, you know, the forex exchange market, which takes a lot of time, too, just to understand that. So how are you able mm-hmm. to monetize your time? So it's really like time management. And that's something that I'm working on consistently, like coming up with a schedule for my day and really sticking to it. But um I also do leave room for creativity. Like, you know, not every day is exactly planned out, but I try to um, create projects so that I can um, kind of focus on certain aspects of what I'm doing. But I do a billion things a day, a little bit each day. It all adds up to something. That's so dope. Mm -hmm. Now, let's tap into a little bit about, you know, each brand itself. Um, Let's talk about the art. How did that, you know, come about? When did you you understand or when did you knew that, like, damn, I'm really dope at this painting stuff? You know, I might as well start it. (laughs) So, um, I remember I was in about, like, third grade, and I had a friend who, well, first, like, you could do book reports right and uh you could either write a paper about your book report or you could like do a cover so I would always do the cover as much as possible like redo the artwork and stuff so I started doing that and I remember one of the first ones was like a Donald Duck book and it was about money actually I had put like a coin like a little quarter coin on the front of it and I drew Donald Duck and I was so 
focused and intense about it. Like I was getting angry. Like if I couldn't get the duck right, like I was, and I knew at that age, like I really, it meant a lot to me because I was taking so much time. And then like, um, I grew up on the military, uh, my dad was in the military. So my mom was always trying to find things for me to do. And like for Easter and like holidays, they would have little contests of like color the Easter egg and like blah, blah, blah. blah. And I took that shit so seriously. So then, um, Moving forward, I had a friend, and this was, like, in about third grade, like, Pokemon time, and she knew how to draw all the Pokemon, and mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So right. I started drawing Pokemon, and from drawing Pokemon, Ash and all them, like, they, uh, that started just me drawing art, uh, like, manga, anime art. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that in, like, elementary, middle school, um, and then I stopped, kind of. Then when I got into high school, I took, in 11th grade, I took a photography class, which really um, opened my mind to looking at art differently, because mm. I was drawing very flat. All my characters were really flat, um, but then once I took photography and learned about light and depth and stuff, 3D and stuff. yeah, it kind of opened up my mind. So then my last year of high school, I took art one, and my teacher was so bomb, Mr. Churchill, Shout out to him and Miss Reed. That was my photography teacher. I never forget them. Um, it just opened up my mind. And so when it was time to apply for college, I actually got into Towson off of psychology. But like the first day, I knew I was going to switch. I switched mm-hmm. immediately and went into graphic design. Graphic design was a little scary because I didn't know about the world for real. Mm-hmm. Like I was in a bubble growing up, kind of. Mm-hmm. So when I learned about marketing advertising like colors like they put like you know orange and yellow make you hungry so that's why you got mcdonald's wendy's burger king got the yellow and blue and the lights with the like all that stuff i didn't know there was a science behind it so once i learned that was a thing it scared honestly it scared the crap out of me i was like whoa like what is this life it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up everything is marketing yeah <laughs> it scared me and so then i i went into digital art and design because i was like well i can work in movies i wanted to do uh, movie title sequences and so i learned like graphic design through that way but then because i was an art major i had to take drawing so i took like this anatomy class um i took two of them they were four hour classes and i loved it though like and i learned how to draw the body and then ever since then i just kept practicing like while i was in school my art was still shitty like even in college my art was not good like i was not the best in the class uh, a lot of the times i was like in the like uh, the lower 75 percent. so if you wasn't the best what would you say was the difference and not like trying to compare and yeah, contrast nah, some so, people can not have the best you know art but have a better work ethic yeah so and um when i said wasn't the best it was like like even like looking at uh we got a piece right here um, back when I was in college, it was still it was still flat. There wasn't no shadows. The roundness um, didn't exist. Like I wasn't like the chin wasn't coming out. The nose wasn't coming out. And then I was scared. Like I remember one girl. She did this one painting, and it was of a glass, like a a little glass can that had a 
fly in it. Mm. But this shit looks so real. Like the fly, like something so simple. Yeah, it looked so it was big too. It was mm-hmm. a big mason it was a mason jar with a fly in it. And it looked real as fuck. Like, like in like my a shit. Three D mason jar yeah, with the fly in it down. Yeah, and the light, the reflection, the 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 hair on the fly, the the eyes, the all oh, everything. Man. So I'm looking at her art and like looking at my shit and I'm like, <laughs> what Jesus is love. <laughs> like what God what do I need to damn. do? Right. But I learned it's really practice. Like people can't teach it to you. But she had a lot of art majors already was doing art full time. Like their parents had them in camps. They all like and they knew mm. each other. They were like serialist artists. So looking back on that, I don't beat myself up because I didn't have my 10,000 hours. Now I got 10,000 hours. But like I she had 10,000 hours when she first went to college went type to college, shit. Right. So it just even got better. So like keep practicing and it's weird cuz it's hard to explain and like I think back on my teachers that I thought weren't good teachers. It's like they can't force you to move your hand. Like you got to do it. So like it's just the practice. Keep doing it and mm-hmm. and that's what inspired me to other things cuz I know like uh, once you get that 10,000 hours and you really spend time in it, there's like nothing that you can't do. Right. Like you just got to do it, like right. literally do it. Right. Talk to me a little bit about this art and, um, you know, what were you thinking when you made it? What is it? What does it symbolize and how does it make you feel? Yeah, so this one I started off at a uh, live paint pre-corona days when we could all be social in public spaces. I like to do live paints. And um, so it's just kind of started off. Um, it was a, my muse was actually um, a girl named Sh- Shanae Badu. She's an artist um, and a, a, a very talented dancer, like movement. And mm. so uh, it was kind of based off a photo shoot she did, but I wasn't really looking at her photo when I did it. So it doesn't look like her, but the essence mm. of like the classiness, but the sassiness, sexy. yeah, the sexy, yeah, she real, she's real bomb. And so, um, so that was that I got like the drink. I'm going to have some stuff pouring out of it because, um, my art usually comes from a, a space of sadness. Right. But I've, I've learned that the greats, like they don't show their sadness, like Mozart, like he didn't, he couldn't hear out of one ear and shit like that. You would have no clue. And like, um, some of the artists are like, really like went through a bunch of bad stuff, but their art is so beautiful. So I'm working on being more um storytelling with my pieces and not as like maybe just the the sadness that started them is like the fire to to get going yeah to get going but you don't want I don't want to my art to make people sad or anything like I want them to feel something or tell a story so this lady right here she's just kind of from I'm I'm saying like the 1920s Mm. or whatever like she probably was playing the piano and Mm -hmm. got off stage but she also got her vices she's smoking and she's drinking right um so yeah it's the vibe yeah Yeah. (laughs) i like it awesome now let's talk a little bit about the music making i know you know you say you into that as well so how did that come about man what this is a story so um they always say that like when you are in relationships with people like and that could be any type of relationship but, like, you tend to attract people based off of, like, what what you are, what you lack. So now, in hindsight, I used to date a lot of musicians and, like, producers and things like that. And it was because I was in awe of the talent. Like, I had my 10,000 hours in art, but they had their 10,000 hours in sound. And making 
like I think making beats is like the coolest thing ever because you are literally pulling sounds out of silence. Mm-hmm. Like it's silent and you made a whole beat out of, beat out of right. nothing. Like if I sit in front of a beat maker, I'm like, my mind don't, I don't, I can't produce nothing yet. So hearing them being able to create beats from nothing, like I'm like, what is in your head? Like, what are you thinking about? So uh, I used to be a fly in the wall, on the wall, on a lot of situations. Um, I've been in a, a lot of different like stu- recording sessions and I saw the process and I always was in awe of the collabor- the collaboration part of making music. And, um, so I watched that for a few years and then like out of sadness, I just started writing and sometimes the songs like just download to my head. Mm. Like I hear a beat and the whole song, like literally the whole song just spits out and I would record it on my voice memos. I used to be really insecure about it, so I didn't share it. And then like two years ago, I was just like, fuck it, like, fuck it, mm-hmm. like, just do it, share that shit. And so I started to um, record and share it, and I'm, I still haven't even shared it yet. Like, so I'm planning on dropping it, um, something in February, because then I get too stuck up in, like, the creative, like, how I'm going to visualize it, promote it. Because then it gets, un- it's not fun exactly. no more. Like, once, I like performing on stage, but when I get have to go in the studio and record in the box and people there, I'm getting charged by the hour. Like, that's no fun no more. It takes the creative part out of it. But let's talk a little bit about that. Like, I know it's funny. I was just over a buddy of mine's and he makes music also. Um, I was I was just, you know, having one of those days. I'm like, damn, I need to find a way to, like, let it out. Mm-hmm. So my ass went inside the studio. As soon as I had everything planned out in my head, what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it. As soon as I got in that motherfucker, I shut down. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that's so real. I want to know, like, how you able to, you know, I guess combat Yeah, that's combat for real. That. And so I, I, what I've done now is I got my own equipment, like, in my house. Nice. So that I can just record here and then send it out and do whatever. But, like. Ain't no studio made me feel comfortable for real. Like, and I don't know. I bring say I might bring like you know Sage Apollo Santo. I might like um, I went by myself. I've went with people. I did it sober. I did it intoxicated. Nothing felt comfortable in a studio. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. So studio. how do you how do you overcome that fear? You know, still be able to make great music. I just do it. Like don't. Try not to think too much about it and just Down for whatever. do it. Yeah, just do it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, um, as far as like the Forex, I know a lot of people are into it nowadays. And you got, you got you know, half 50% saying they love it and 50% saying it's a scam. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, you know, educate a little bit about what the yes. foreign exchange market is. Yeah. So I, I, I got introduced to this like within the last like five months. Um, but I love it because I love education and I love it. Like, so I grew up in Germany. I was born and raised in Germany. My dad's in the military. So when you're in other countries outside of America, they look at America very different. It's like, um, it's like a, like Amazon, like it's like a eBay, like it's a store. It's like commodities. So when you are, um, when you talk to foreign people, Like, I just had a friend, Marco, he was on the live not too long ago, but I had um, a friend, Marco, from Argentina, and he was just like, duh, we know about foreign exchange market, because, like, their country sells um, more or less, like, vegetables, uh, like, like, raw materials, whereas here in America, we got digital iPads, like, everything, Mm -hmm. all the, all the technology together, so... 
they need to know like how much of their dollar turns into one dollar. Mm. Like it's it's very important because if they want to get certain things, you gotta have the right money to money get it. it. So um a lot of foreign people know exactly like what we're talking about. But when you get into America, people are scary about it because we're not taught about financial nothing ever. Like unless you take finance in like college or something, you will not know. And it's a big it's a little unfortunate because it's like a big game that we're all a part of, but we don't know how to play it or what to do. So when I learned about the foreign exchange, it blew my mind because I really had no clue about it. And then I didn't know that people studied it for years that like the big banks do it, like um, the institutions and the hospitals. Like I had no idea for like the exchange has been going on from the beginning of time. People were trading their, their uh, work, sweat, blood and tears right. for stuff. Then we went into trading, uh, gold like minerals stuff in real life and then then we started trading people right Mm. people for stuff like Mm -hmm. that so it's always been a bartering system since like babylonian times and i find it interesting because it's like a full circle like we're now it's it's being more prominent now because before you had to have like a hundred thousand dollars of liquid assets 300 million in the bank like a lot of money to do this now it's like open for people to learn, but because it's so new and so much knowledge, mm-hmm. people are weary about it. Like, what? What is this? What is, what is that? But it's like you did. You didn't ask McDonald's what was in your sandwich. Like you didn't ask them how they made your stuff. You didn't ask nobody how they built the. Like, how does the internet work? Like, how does Wi-Fi work? How does Bluetooth work? Like, are you not using your cell phone because you don't know how? a wireless charger works not exactly. you're using it still like, it works it works so the foreign exchange is um very intriguing to me because it happens regardless when you sleep when you up and then you can make money unlike stocks you can make money selling or buying and um when you look at the charts it's like the heartbeat of the earth because right now in the time we're in it's the heartbeat of society like money like money and we've been taught like you know money's the root of all evil now nah, money is a tool and that tool can get you extremely far and um, and it can help free a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And like that's the most important part is like freeing ourselves and like not forgetting our ancestry and why we're here. Like mm-hmm. we can do we have a lot of privileges now that we can we a lot of us take for granted. Like we just straight up. We take it for granted. Like my gra- my father picked cotton up into the 1960s. Like that's not that long ago, you know, so. Uh, money is important so it's like you gotta know like and so it's not a scam but it's nothing it takes 10,000 hours like anything as the skill it takes some time to learn so if you're not down to spend that time learning the education anything gonna look scary exactly so yeah that's dope now Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about you know the way people sign up because I know you have to pay a fee and then in order for you to waive that monthly fee off you have to have people in your team I think that's probably one of the main things that's, people mm-hmm. worry about too. So how you're able to educate people on that and what's the advantages of that? Okay, so good. So um, I'm with I Am Academy, which is a education platform first and foremost. Like it is an education platform. So you're going to go to college and you're going to spend thousands of dollars. Like I'm $80,000 in debt from college. Like you're going to spend lots of money. 
Um, so it's an education platform that has um, classes. It has like live classes with the teachers where you can trade with them. And then they also have like a great community that like supports you. So they don't just like every like pop and brand Tesla, like all the expensive cars, all the Louis Vuitton. Well, I mean, they got some ads, but they don't spend much money on advertising because it's kind of a waste in all honesty. It, not that it's a waste, but there's better ways that you can use that money. And then once you learn, and I know this because I'm a graphic designer, like you understand how money is split up. And like a lot of the money isn't even given to the artist that's making the advertising stuff. It goes to like other people in the company and shit. Wow. So this company does not do um, marketing. Like you're not going to go outside and see an ad for it nowhere. I it's really based of off it. of like who, like who you know and who you speak to. And another thing I just learned too is like with the financial market, they don't want you to know. Like they don't want you to know. So they're not going to uh, like people can get sued. Like if you work at a bank and you trade and then you tell somebody like, you know, oh, this market might open up or blah, 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 blah. Like you can get sued for that. Just sharing the information. You literally can get sued because um, they don't want you to know our, our system is messed up. Mm -hmm. So with this company, they uh, give you an incentive to s share the knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And so it look it may look like a pyramid scheme, but, like, your job is a pyramid scheme. The government is a pyramid everything. scheme. <laughs> like, everything is a pyramid scheme. This is not a pyramid scheme. They're literally just paying you to get um, – for spreading the knowledge for real. And like you can come up a lot of money and it's like what school is going to pay you to, to teach you like, like teach you they're teaching to, you secrets. Right. Like this is like, like Illuminati secrets. Like this shit is like, like secret shit. So they're teaching you secret shit and they're encouraging you to tell people about it. And they're encouraging you by giving, compensating you because they understand you are valuable. Your time is valuable. So if you're spending time learning the, the products and learning the system, they're going to reward you because that's how it should go in mm -hmm. a balanced society. The company has so much personal development. I feel like that's worth the fee and just itself, the personal development, because once you get like in richer, areas and like people with more money or like more wealthy situations they are they're not religious but they're mad spiritual mm. like they know that we're freak we work off of frequencies we work off vibrations all that stuff like they know sacred geometry a lot of the charts are based off sacred geometry so they know the importance of like you got to vibrate high you have to be in good spirits in right. order to attract what you want so there is a fee, um, and but it's like where like you could spend that fee at the club. You could spend that fee on Jordans. Like you could spend that. You spend that money anyways. Like you spend that money anyways, and you're not learning shit that can help you. So I I personally be getting like disgusted when people would be like, oh, I don't want to pay, but it's like I have to remember that they've been taught to fear money. Like mm. once you know, like. Like, it's an exchange. You worked hard for that money. So when you now exchange it for something that's going to give back to you, you're going to reproduce, like, so much. But we have a fearful mindset. So we're like, oh, once I spend my money, it's gone. Right. It's like, no, nah, once you spend your – they don't even say spend money. You circulate money. It's a return on investment. Yeah, energy never dies. So you spend that money with Louis Vuitton, yeah, it's dead because you're not getting nothing back but some uh, belt that's going – warp and get old anyways but you invest in yourself and your brain like then you can now create new realities because mm. you have new information and that's priceless for real so that's nice mm -hmm. so just to you know i guess to cover everything um what would you say is kind of like your favorite 
brand to work with? Is it your ma- music making, your artistry, or is the forex? Right, and that's really hard. And I, I be finding that um, that's really hard. But I guess for real, for real, drawing like art is my baby. That was that was where I started, and that's where I've been. Everything else kind of supports that and is an extension of that. But like drawing. Is, is where it started off. And, and do you do commissions for your drawing? Yeah, most definitely I do. Okay, so if anyone's interested in um, tapping into artistry or just, you know, painting and drawing, um, you might give us some, some tips and advice on how you orchestrate your entrepreneurship side of drawing? So, um, okay, so that, I'm still working on that. Um, and I'm actually, like, through Forex. Forex is helping me because it's helping me learn about business structure and stuff. And I didn't have that before. I was just, like, that wild artist, just, like, I'm a painter. Like, I'm doing it for the love and shit. And it's messed up. Like, you got to put a price to it. You got to, like, uh, have a, a, a budget journal and, like, I used to just base it off of just like my love, but it's like, nah, like I got it's more expensive paints now. So it's really like the paint, the canvas, the hours. Um, and I always feel cheated because if it was up to me. Like everything I do would be a billion dollars a piece. <laughs> like everything I do would be a billion dollars. But um, I say take an account for your materials because you want to just make that back. And then, um, like I gotta follow this like don't lower your prices just broaden your network like Mm. people will pay for it um because people pay for things and then but also and I gotta do this too myself like make prints you can do other things um to help get it out because it's whether like do you want your art to be seen or do you want your art to be I guess not seen like if you want it visible Mm. like you got to move it, get it out more. Right. But you can make one piece, sell it for $10,000, and it'd be in somebody's home, and no one ever sees it again. Right, and you'll be good for a month or two. Yeah, it's, yeah it's up to you. But I feel like I, I, I would put my stuff on a tree outside just so people could see it. Like, I just want it to impact people. So if, I'm trying to find that balance myself, too. So if y'all got some tips, yeah, y'all can hit me up and give me some tips. <laughs> awesome. So is there anywhere we can reach out to you, you know, for those tips and advice? Yeah, most definitely. So I'm on Instagram, I'm Tenum Yenum, which is Money Monet backwards. Um, and I guess it's confusing too because then my, my art and photography page is underscore origins of O R I G I N S O F. And then my email is Ashe, so A S E, at origins of O R I G I N S O F dot X Y Z. I got to figure an easier way to... Uh, <laughs> We're going to put all of this in the details anyway, so yeah, they'll be all right. a mouthful, but yeah. Be all right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the Winter Circle Podcast, hey. uh, where we had a, a great opportunity of learning more about what entrepreneurship is. It's all, of, you know what I'm saying? It's more than one venture, and it's actually getting it done and just keep finding a good fight. So thank you so much for, you know, allowing us to be here, and um, see you next time. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Peace and blessings, y'all.